Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied podcast. My name is Illidan, and together with Thorne and Robbie, as your dungeon-occupying story weavers, we wish to help you as players and dungeon masters, from the aspiring to the veteran, with questions, ideas, and sometimes interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. In this episode, we're going to discuss maps and minis versus theater of the mind. Uh... First, let's go around the table. Uh, my personal favorite is Theater of the Mind, even though it's technically harder. What about you, Thorne? I mean, I, I love Maps and Minis, but yeah, Theater of the Mind, it's what I started with. I didn't have Maps and Minis when I first started out. It's the way I've done most of my playing and, and store reading since the beginning. What about you, Bone Daddy? Oh, hello. Um, I <laughs> love maps and minis it's just so damn expensive like i like maps Facts. and minis because it adds a little a, a little bit of a nah, to like my game <laughs> because it's like oh look a visual for for those who um for those who can't visualize in their heads which is a thing apparently mm-hmm. I, I didn't know existed um but uh it, it allows me to kind of showcase what i'm what i'm describing and i have I have the little mini in front of me and I'm like, look at this thing. And it's just also cool because I get to keep them around everywhere and they look awesome. But um, it's also really expensive. So I I prefer maps and minis when I can afford it. But if I can't, I, I, I typically keep the theater in the mind. So it's a lot easier for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, as far as maps and minis, so I guess the, the argument really is that in theater of the mind, uh, which is just imagining what's going on, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, it's just the DM tells you, okay, you enter a room, there's three columns on each side, it's a, a room about a 10 by 20, and there's whatever, some tables, there's some uh, some people in there, whatever, and we're role-playing. Uh, and then if battle ensues, you're constantly having to ask okay well how far am i from this guy how far am i from that and if the dm doesn't take extensive notes or has like a ridiculous memory which neither of those are me um it can get a little bogged down and so there are different ways of doing that but we'll get to that in a second the maps versus minis uh, or the maps and minis it definitely helps you um, keep track of all the distances and things yeah. because you, you have those squares. Like you literally cannot lie or say, oh no, you're too far away. You can count one, two, three, four, five. Okay, that's 25 feet. So yeah. there's that. What about you, Thorne? And the, the, biggest, the biggest thing about the minis and the maps that I, I like about it, especially as a story weaver, is if you have, say, six, seven, eight players, and you're doing like a, a, a BBEG and the big big bad guy, and you got everybody's trying to take turns, and the, the bad guys probably got multiple turns, and this and that it just keeps everything in sight. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows where everybody's at. You don't have to answer, oh, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, it keeps everything in order in very orderly fashion, and it makes the combat go swifter. Because sure. all of us know combat can drag on forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think oh, uh, and a I lot, think of, times, a lot of times what I'll do is if I don't, if I do theater of mind the whole time, when it comes down to the big fight, I'll get the maps and minis out. And 
don't worry, story weavers. You don't have to have the exact minis. I've used yes. bolts and nuts and wire nuts and everything I could find as people. I mean, Brennan, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan, you know, he's he's a big guy in D&D, right? Dimension 20 and everything. Uh, he uses Othello pieces to this day. Uh, the only only time that he doesn't use Othello pieces is when he has the, you know, the big budget for Dimension 20 and he's doing the life thing. Mm-hmm. But his own game, he uses Othello pieces because they're black on one side, white on the other. And he can use a dry erase to uh, mark the HP on each thing uh, on the white side and leave it face down so that's a, a budget friendly mini and just like thorn said with mm-hmm. nuts and bolts and things i mean i've used just regular dice if you have six goblins you just put six d sixes one two three four five six and you know exactly who's who uh and i mean nowadays they're trying to make it a little more cost effective you know like i mean minis themselves can be expensive but maps are stupid cheap now um you can get dry erase uh maps you can make your own you can download your own uh from dm's guild and and websites like that uh yep and i mean now you can even uh buy a 3d printer if that's your jam and make your own minis (laughs) yeah and it also it also really depends on what you're what you're trying what the game you're playing um really really works best with as well um i know that for dungeons and Dra- for dungeons and dragons it's definitely a game that um lends itself very well to having minis because they have it's like you have they have a distance and they have oh like it affects this many it this many um characters or pieces and it, it lends itself very well to a board and and minis that's why they sell they sell so well for Dungeons and Dragons. But other games that you play, especially games like World of Darkness, and um, like other other um, RPGs like or tabletop games, they they lend themselves better to theater of the mind. Like the uh, game that I'm playing right now, Monster Hearts, lends itself very well to theater of the oh, mind. Yeah, doesn't require doesn't require me to have like pieces because a lot of it is conversation. And um, not there's not a lot of combat going on. I don't need to keep track of how how long um, how far away a character is from me to like cast a spell. Um, a lot of it is just uh, uh, storytelling. And so for games like um, World of Darkness, where it relies heavily on the story and it's less about combat, more about the interactions with the with between the characters and the NPCs. Um, you don't need a board or like a large or a bunch of minis to keep track of everything. So, and minis and maps, like you said, they're they're making them more affordable. Um, I saw on Amazon just today that they had a a pack of uh like six different landscape maps for D and D, and it was like eighteen dollars. I almost bought it. <laughs> I almost did too. I mean, it was it was sick. I was like, man, you used to be able to not buy those, and you can use dry erase on those things, and it just wipes off. Uh, they ha- they're already squared out with the with the uh, environment that it's in. It's really really kind of neat. And then there's so many websites selling minis now. Yeah, I mean, miniaturemarket.com yeah. sells for everything. I'm talking Star Wars, Star Trek, you know. D and D, Warhammer 40k. It's got minis for everything, yeah. painted and unpainted. 
Now, I will warn everybody, if you buy a painted mini, you're going to pay a premium. Yeah. Me, I'm willing to pay that premium because I can't paint to save my life. <laughs> they would come out just like unicolor. I just painted it like blue over the gray. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, dndmini.com. There's Hero Forge, which is an amazing site. There's uh, WizKids, which is where a lot of the painted and the uh, colored minis come from. Seems mm -hmm. a lot of the really big ones, the really nice one, come from WizKids. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much out there. All you got to do is Google. Google D&D Mini, and it'll just – lists of, of websites will come up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's it, – the, the majority of the competition is why it's getting so cheap. Um, because there's just so many different companies out there that obviously like the, the first mini makers or the first terrain makers, they're having to compete now with prices. And so they're finding new ways to print and new ways to make it a little more accessible, uh, especially since people are buying these things all the time. But if you don't want to spend any money, there's a real easy way of doing it. And it's, it's kicking it old school. It's the first map I ever made. It's the dot system. You just get a ruler and you put a couple of inches and you put a dot on every every line of the ruler uh, or every like uh, centimeter and you make squares and then you use your ruler to make the straight lines and you make your own little grid or just use grid paper that you can get at the dollar store for a dollar. And exactly. you could just say you could just say, OK, you know, yeah, these these dots are small or these squares are small but they're still five feet and you could use a pencil to mark where you're at or whatever. It's, it, there's so many things to work around that you just got to be a little creative with it, you know? Um, but if all else fails, you can do theater of the mind uh, the way that I do. And if they ask, am I in range? The answer is always yes, because it's kind of mm -hmm. shitty to be like, Oh no, you're, you're out of range. That bow that can shoot 320 feet. You're definitely out of range. Sorry. Can't, can't do it <laughs> and i i i completely understand how that might be like um it might be a little frustrating because like i mean it's like the, those rules are put in there for a reason specifically for like board board combat mm -hmm. and um a lot of people want to play it like a board game and i'm like well no it's fine you're, you're close enough it's okay don't worry about it <laughs> yeah so i don't know especially as far as as far as yeah. theater of the mind, I mean, when I first started, that's all we had. Mm -hmm. They're really, you know, you're talking about a couple of 13-year-old kids. They're not going to be able to buy, at the time, like $50 miniatures yeah. that at the time were also pewter. I mean, it just, it wasn't possible. I still have some of those. <laughs> oh, I do too somewhere. But it's just, it's not, <laughs> it's not feasible. So we use theater of the mind. Now, don't be wrong. I, I have met players that just can't do that. Mm -hmm. They can't they can't do theater of the mind. They want something tangible that they can look at and move. And that's fine, too. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And if, yeah, you have the money, if you have the money for the big maps and the big miniatures, I want to play in your game. Hell, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> theater of the mind, it, it's even though it seems like a like an easy concept for for a lot of people it's some people just can't visualize like um some people aren't just visual thinkers like they see in words instead of like uh instead of being able to visualize what what's being described to them so i mean it's for those players i'm like yeah let's play with minis or like i'll use uh one of the things i like to use is like cut out minis where you punch them out and like you stand them up 
on little like stands. They're made of paper, really cheap as well. And there's a web there's websites for them for you to print them out. So print out tons of minis. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you're a good, if you're uh, an artist and you want to draw your own, by all means, you know, you can make uh, little mini uh, portraits of your, your party's characters. And then like Bone Daddy said, you can just cut them out and there's little stands. Uh, I think that's the, that was probably the hugest thing uh, or the biggest thing two years ago, I think is when they first came out, there was like a big old Kickstarter and there was a company that made little plastic stands and they made cutouts out of cardboard and that i forget what company it is now but they're they're doing another kickstarter and uh it's like you buy the first set ever and if you donate like an extra 50 bucks you get their entire um like uh collection of minis and it comes in a little uh binder like a like trading card binder so you can put the the minis into those sleeves and then just pull them out and plop them into a base whenever you need them. It's super cool. I just, I don't have the money right now, but I'll get it later <laughs> for sure. And what's <laughs> even better is if you have the talent to paint those things, if you can paint minis and you want to put it out there, I urge you to do it because there is a lack of mini painters. Yes. Uh, at least accessible ones. And if you're good at it, Get, get out there, put your, put yourself out there, go on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, show people what you can do. And I guarantee you, you're going to get work. And if it, if I run across it, you might get work from me because I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really neat. And if you can do it, have fun doing it, do it. I mean, what, what, what do you got to lose? Honestly. Right. And I'm, I mean, it is a good hobby and we are going to do an episode on mini painting. Uh, we do have a gentleman, uh, which we're not sure what he wants to call himself yet, his call sign. Uh, but uh, we have contacted him to do a mini for us. And we're asking him to interview and talk a little bit about mini painting. And we may or may not do a one shot with him. Uh, so keep an eye out for that uh, in the next couple of months. Closing thoughts, guys. Run. I got I got one for you. I got I got one more question mm -hmm. to go around. Mm -hmm. a, a, we've actually kind of went on on a, on a mini hunt lately, just looking at different minis. <laughs> yeah. So far, what's been the favorite one you've seen? Ooh. So as much as I you know don't want to buy it because it's super uber expensive and and I it's like a dream mini. Uh, the Tarasque that just came out for four hundred dollars, prepainted. Oh. It's, uh, it and it's two size for the, you know, because the Tarasque is a gargantuan creature. It's size accurate. It's already painted. It comes out really nice. It looks amazing. Uh, and then it's also like thirteen pounds because it's such a sturdy ass miniature. Um, and it's it's just not in the cards right now, but maybe in the future I might get one. <laughs> Because I've already thrown a Tarasque at you guys before, so it, I, I've, I would have used it. <laughs> what about you, Robbie? Um, I, um, I'm really I want the Tiamat mini. I don't know, <laughs> like I don't know if you've seen the the giant Tiamat mini, the the one that's uh that's huge and has it's all colored and oh, like yeah. it's. And it's hell of expensive. 
I want that one. That that's the mini that I've always wanted. <laughs> that or a giant or a beholder mini, but like a really big one because yeah. I like big beholders. Behold, my big beholder. Behold, my big beholder. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Thorn? Uh I like the the one I like a lot is is uh the Bahamut, the premium figurine, because he's in flight. Oh yeah. He, like he's hovering straight up in the air. I mean, yeah. it, it's 130 bucks, but it's just insanely detailed. And I mean, it would scare the crap out of anybody yeah. to see something that large flying a few feet off the ground, just staring at you. And it's Bahamut. It's the God of Dragons. I mean, come on. Yeah. And and that is something that I do want to note. We, we do talk about like, oh, wow, it's like really expensive and, and yada, yada. If you have the funds and you want to buy that thing, by all means, we're not dogging on anybody or, or anything for buying those minis. Um, it's just one of those things like we have other priorities that we may want to put that money towards, but I'm still going to buy that Jurassic eventually. <laughs> it just won't be this year. Um, but one day. One day. But there is, there's no judgment from us as far as... Uh, any money spending or whatever i go to uh anime conventions all the time and spend exorbitant amount of money on things i should not buy and i don't expect anyone to judge me on that either <laughs> you know um if it makes anyone feel any better i uh i am a perpetual state of judgment so it's okay <laughs> don't worry <laughs> hey guys have you seen the the tm at funko pop no it's like huge it's like the cutest and scariest thing in the world i'm gonna have to look that up right now i love that i need to add it to my my strad my minx and boo and my beholder yeah those those pops were awesome (laughs) yeah i'm gonna gonna, when i locate as as modius as well i'm gonna add it to that as well oh it looks so cool (laughs) (laughs) cute isn't it it does, yeah, it's terrifying. I would use that as a mini. I know that's Tiamat. That's Tiamat. Yeah, aww. death. Lots and lots of death. Yeah, uh, Bonanza's selling it for seventy nine bucks though. It's not that bad. That's not that bad, especially for a pop. I mean, there's one for eBay for sixty four. And Makari for fifty two, but with a twelve dollar delivery fee, so you're basically paying the same shit. <laughs> That's how they get you. Exactly. And it's like, oh, the book is only a dollar, but it's a ten dollar delivery fee. <laughs> anyway, oh, and just to let people know, though, there's these things on eBay and Amazon. I know that sell like tons of like a buttload of painted minis for like forty bucks. Yeah. Be careful. Because a lot of times, yeah, that was outside. I have somebody popping fireworks. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, No, they. uh, You have to be careful because a lot of times they're not sized right. Yeah. So, and you'll get multiple versions. And of course, you know, with anything with eBay, make sure you're looking at reviews and stuff of the seller, uh, just so that you know there are people, unfortunately, that like to scam. So make sure you're getting what you're buying. and then also there's another, there are a couple of people that have recommended to me buying the, um, 
the board games, whether it be Dungeons and Dragons or it be a 40k uh, board game or anything that comes with minis, because when you think about if you pay 60 to $100 for a board game, but it comes with 40 to 50 minis, you're spending like two bucks a mini. And so that's very cost effective if you confront that cash up front. And then if you like painting, you now have 50 to 60 minis to paint. <laughs> yeah, I seen that the other day. I seen one of those D&D board games had like 60 minis in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's insane. Yeah, especially since, I mean, you can go to a uh, an LGS, a local game store, and buy a mini for $5.99 or whatever, or like like we talked about the Tarasque for $400. So, yeah, definitely look around and uh, get more bang for your buck. Uh, but I think that's going to be the end for this one. Kind of a short and sweet episode, just talking about maps and minis, pros and cons and whatnot versus the theater of the mind. There's really no right or wrong way to do it it's whatever works for your table as long as you guys have fun um and hey if you have a friend that has a bunch of minis our other rule of thumb is to steal everything so i mean i mean i'm not saying to steal your friend's minis but i mean steal everything so definitely definitely borrow borrow, yeah borrow with the intent of giving back um (laughs) uh but with that remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied What's up, Weavers? We hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, we appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you use to listen to us. It goes a long way into helping us grow. Also, if you would like exclusive content and want to help support us, join our Patreon, where we provide you with things like access to our Discord channel, NPCs of the Week, Towns of the Month, and much, much more. The link to the Patreon and our Facebook page will be in the show notes down below on each of our episodes. Thanks for listening, good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.